Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Back of the Classroom podcast with myself, Zach, and my mate, Lachlan. Yo. Lachlan, how are we doing? Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, had a pretty good week. What about yourself? Yeah, I'd say about the same. I mean, I think just, uh, you know, Big Dog came out on top in the social football on Saturday. Finally. You finally got a win, did you? Yeah, I scored two, got an assist. Jeez, you are really uh, backed up after last week's shit performance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean... 3-0, not a bad win. Wow, so you got involved in every goal? Uh, no. Oh, you scored and assisted, not scored two and assisted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Yeah, shit. That's pretty good. Um, And so, yeah, it was uh, pretty good, you know, just like, you know, nothing coming out of it. No, like, real competition, but, like, you know, it's good, good feeling coming away from it. I think yeah, everyone yeah. likes to score every now and then. Yeah. Can oath. Um, I made I made the my grand final playing for uh, playing for I my did uni. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we won our semi four one. I filled in as keeper because our keeper rudely decided to go away to Port Douglas for the weekend. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah, no, nah, it was it was fine. He's had a great season, so he probably deserved a week off. Um, and the team we were versing weren't that strong. We they did just play us like the week before, but we had half our team out and they beat us four nil. And so we had our entire team back, except for our keeper. And I filled in this keeper because, as you know, I used to do a bit of keeping back in the day. Um, and, yeah, I didn't face too many shots. Um, I think everyone was just impressed that I didn't fumble the ball into the goal. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I did actually, however, it was like two minutes to go in the game. We were up 3-1. And I caught the ball from across and I was just I was bored. So I dribbled the ball up the field, like chipped it over the defense. Our striker got it dribbled it up and, and scored. So technically I got an assist as keeper, which was, which is pretty funny. That's quite the achievement actually. It, uh, and uh, Cal got a free kick goal from halfway. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The, he just legged it at the um, goalie and it went top right. <laughs> he, he couldn't hit it any Jeez. better. Yeah, no, it was, it was wild actually. Um, my, my goal was a, a cheeky long ball over the top. Brought it down with my left foot. And then for some reason, the defender decided not to press me. So I was like, all right, I'll take my time. And just whacked it with my left foot, bottom right. Just clean goal. Shit, damn. And then I was a demon on Saturday. I won't lie. I was dictating the play. I right, felt like a Some people where to go. Right, damn. <laughs> Were you playing as a defensive mid or what? Oh, you was only seven I was like, it? Yeah, I was like central mid. So like we play like, Seven aside, so we play like are we usually like a three two sorry, a two three two three one. Yeah, right. Usually that's usually what we play. And then the center midfielder kinda like drops whenever we don't have the ball. So like that was yeah. like kinda what I was doing. Yeah, okay. But um Yeah, it was a lot of fun, you know. I think I think it actually feels better assisting. At least sometimes. Oh, dude. Oh, I, yeah, I, I agree. I honestly agree with that. Yeah, dude. Like getting the cleanest cross or like through ball through and they just like, they uh, score the goal. Oh, you stand there like like a proud dad. Like, fuck, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Like when you just put on a plate for them and all they have to do is just like, just slot it in. And yeah. It just, it just feels so nice. So nice. So nice. Yeah, dude. Well, damn. Two, two, dubs, for the, two dubs for the boys on the weekend. How good is that? 
Yeah, exactly. I think it's a great start. You know, you know what I was thinking about today, but I was um, I was uh, talking to a few of my mates, and we we're talking about like just betting and stuff like that. And uh, one of them mentioned that you can bet on the NPL here in Canberra, and I was I had no really? I had no idea that was a thing. See, I think that's crazy. Like, cause, cause like, surely that's just free money. Cause like, I got a few mates that play in the NPL. Like, surely that's just you know you can just know who's gonna win. No, exactly. But like, those guys don't get paid much, if not at all. Yeah. So like, if you just went up to the guy and said, "Oh, I'll give you a cheeky," I don't know, fifty bucks. Some of them. Mm. No, obviously a bit more. Maybe like a hundred, two hundred. To to fold and score an own goal or something. To to default or something. <laughs> like, I think it would be really good. Really easy to match fix. Yeah, exactly. I think you could easily um make it. Yeah, yeah. Like you you can make bank off that. I don't know if that happens, but it was just so interesting. I didn't realize you could like how far down you could go before you couldn't bet on the game. Um, like, the NPL in Canberra only has, what, eight teams? And, you know, they're, like, they're, they're good. And I've watched a few of their games, and, like, it's, it's high quality, but I didn't realise that, you know, there's, like, 18, 19-year-olds from Canberra <laughs> playing on that team that don't do sport as, like, a full-time thing. So I just found that super interesting. Yeah, it's like you could very much... Fixed games in those sort of lower leagues. Mm, um, mm. Oh. I think I'd be interested you don't to actually think that about that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I th- and it wouldn't be investigated. I mean, who would? Yeah, I, mean, I know. Like, who's going to go invest investigate the the lower leagues in Canberra, and and not just Canberra. Obviously, we're only using that as an example because we live here. But well, I live here. You used to, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. I I and I don't know how far down you could go with those. Yeah, with those. Um, uh, sports bets. So, yeah, just a crazy little fact that I found out today that that really shook my world of, of gambling. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can do it in other states as well. Yeah, um, I reckon so too. Like, obviously, I don't really know anyone that plays in any of the other Premier Leagues in each state, but I reckon there definitely would be. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, how far down in England can you go, do you reckon? Because there's obviously... I reckon you go pretty far. I mean, obviously, their betting companies might be a bit different to ours. But yeah, yeah. Um, so I think at least you can at least definitely go down towards say, I'd say at least the fifth tier. Yeah, which right. Is like, which is a uh, conference league. Is that is that um the one that Wrexham was in last year? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and there's probably a bit of regulation going on, but I think you can, uh, there's definitely leagues below that, but I'm not sure if they have any sort of, um, uh, you know, bets being taken on those games. I Mm. mean, it's pretty far down the table, those ones, but yeah. I reckon if Ivan Tony played in the NPL. (laughs) <laughs> he'd be a millionaire. <laughs> well, he'd be a more than more than a millionaire, more more rich than he already is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bloke. 
He's uh, is he well, he's banned until January, isn't he? Yeah, it was eight months. I'm pretty sure. And what do you, I want to know what his bets looked like? Like, was he betting on? Because he he was scoring goals and Brentford were doing well. There's no way he was betting against himself. Like, no, like so if you're putting he 10 was bucks, betting against himself when he wasn't playing. Right. Oh, okay. Because if you're if you're betting on yourself to score a goal, I don't understand how <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah, I don't think that should be an issue. I mean, obviously, I think they did find an issue with it, but. Um, there's also talks of him like getting his mates to take bets for him. Yeah, right. And then, you know, just a quick bank transfer and then a transfer back into his account. And mm. then, you know. But like, dude, you would dude think is it's already safe, like, but... yeah, dude is already making so much money at Brentford. Like, I want uh, he was probably making you know above a hundred k a week. <laughs> and he goes and does. Yeah, this. I mean, I was. I was watching uh, an interview actually this morning on him. Yeah. And uh, uh, it was like just just like I think last week it was released. Mm. Um, and he was talking about like his actions and stuff, and um, also talking about you know football clubs he uh, he's interested in at the moment, other than Brentford. Oh, like he um, wants to move he, to like, Brentford. Well, like, he didn't mention that he wants to, but if he did, uh, he said he was, like, uh, you know, he's been a Liverpool fan for a long time, so he'd really like to play for Liverpool. As if any of the big clubs are going to take him after this. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he'll be all right, to be honest. Like, I don't think it's as bad as, say, what other players have done in the past. Like, hit their misses? <laughs> yeah. You know, we will like he shall not be named, but yeah, well, there's, um, there's a few of them. <laughs> there's a few of them. Yeah, and so I guess it's a long ban, but it's at not bad enough back, that he yeah. can't come back into the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Like putting him on the same level as some of those very horrible people um, would be wrong. I reckon. Yeah, I, I don't think he deserves that. No, nah, I don't think so either. Did you um speaking of uh wrongdoings in the football world, did you see that um controversy about the kiss? Um the uh I can't remember his name, but he kissed the Spanish um uh footballer. No. Dude, how have you not? It's been everywhere. Um Is this a ref? No 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 no. Hold on, I'll look up his name. Um Rubiales. Uh, Louis Rubiales, he like just grabbed one of the um Spanish players, um, <laughs> and just kisses her while he's giving um giving her like her medal and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, I, yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he literally just puts both hands on her heads and just grabs her and kisses her, and then and then right, which makes it even worse. He um he then said that she instigated the kiss. <laughs> It's like, oh, man. it's like, who are you lying to? We can see the the video of you grabbing her and doing it, right? And then, and then, um, <laughs> his mum, so uh, Louis Rubiales' mum, has now locked herself in a church and is on a hunger strike because apparently they're doing a witch hunt of her son. It's like, what the fuck? I uh, I'm so confused as to why they're. Yeah. Like, why? Why she's doing that? Anyway. <laughs> why she get involved? Oh, it's just so funny. 
Um, well, like the incident's not funny. It's 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 sexual assault on live TV. Like tens of millions of people were watching. Um, yeah, he said it was spontaneous, mutual, euphoric, and done with consent. Um, <laughs> and they're asking him to resign, and and he's just like, nah. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of shenanigans going on in football at the moment. Yeah. Um, and one of those shenanigans is my tips for this week. Say again? I, I've done shockingly. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. You you sucked this week. Like, so you got 2 out of 10 in the Premier League, but you got 7 out of 10 in the, in the NRL, so you've redeemed yourself there. But, dude, what happened? Run us through yeah, that. Yeah, I think, well, let's dive straight into them, shall we? <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, you want to read them out? So we've got Chelsea Luton. Um, now, I said Luton to win, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you did, you said 1-0. Um, and to be fair, I they, Chelsea came off a really poor game against Spurs. West Ham. Oh, oh yeah, no, it was West Ham. No, United lost to Spurs, my bad. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to give Luton the benefit of the doubt. This might be their first, you know, win of the season. Mm, mm. Um, but as, as we'll talk about later, we saw that they actually played relatively decent. Um, yeah, then again against, good. you know, not the best opposition, but, mm. you know, 3-0, clean sheet. Um, you, you on the other hand picked Chelsea, a smart option. Yeah, I did. Um, I, I said two one, so I still didn't. I, I still doubted them, but um, yeah, came away with the winner, so can't complain about that. Yeah. Anyway, then it's Bournemouth <laughs> Spurs. I think We'd... anyone with a brain between their ears would have put Spurs to win that one. Yeah, I mean, you could have said the same thing about Chelsea Luton, but you know, we move. <laughs> Yeah, well, obviously I don't have one. So. <laughs> uh, no, that's right. Uh, I'll make one of those shocking predictions in the future, so I'm not going to rub it. So we both got that one, but not the scoreline. Yeah, uh, I think I said 4-0 or something. So, um, yeah, 2-0 was a bit more conservative. Yeah, I mean, that was a dominant performance, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brentford Palace, uh, you got it bang on. Yep, 1-1 one, one scoreline. That's exactly what happened. What can I say? I am a seer. Yeah, you got bang on. I was surprised to see Palace come away with a point that way. Uh, I, I didn't think they were. Yeah, they... Going to get away with one. Yeah, was it... Who scored first? Was it Brentford? I think it was, yeah. Brentford scored mm. early, and then they just held the lead until, like, the 76th minute where Anderson scored. Yeah, I think it was... Uh... It's odd for Brentford, especially because they came off, you know, a few decent performances. Yeah, um, that three 0 over. Um, Fulham, yeah. Fulham was dominant. And so to draw with Palace at home, who I I won't say they're terrible, but you know they're not they're they're down near the bottom of the table, Palace, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, next is. A horrible game, and that is Arsenal versus Fulham. Yeah, and we both got zero. Both got that one wrong. Both zero points on that one. Yeah. Um, and also, United Forest both got zero 
Uh, but I almost got it perfect because I was saying, oh, yeah, you know, Forrest will go ahead at the start and then United will chase the game. And it was 2-2. At one point, it was 2-2, which is what I predicted. And then United end up scoring a winner. Bastards. I swear United always do that at Old Trafford, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. They always manage to pull it out of their ass. Which like, is what I thought a, Arsenal were going to do. Yeah. Well, I thought Arsenal had done that when they went up 2-1 and they overcame that um, one-goal deficit, but then they just let him back in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was hard to watch. Hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, Against a 10-man Fulham as well. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> definitely get into that. <laughs> okay, keep going. Uh Evident Wolves, you got that one bang on as one well. 1-0, baby. You went 1-0 the other way. Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> and I'm paying the price, aren't I? Yeah, it's, you, you tried to go for some out there tips this week, and I respect that, but uh, it did not pay off. No, uh, and as we'll see, you know, this week's been pretty poor for me. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that... I think this next game, Brighton-West Ham, I think no one saw coming. Nah, um, nah, that was a crazy game. But I, you got to give it to West Ham, though. They played well. They played they played the perfect counter-attacking footy. Mikel Antonio looked like a beast up front. Yeah, Brighton made him look like prime Benzema. Mate, the guy was just bullying him. <laughs> like, he just... It was just a mismatch, even though, like, everyone saw this as being a... You know, another, not a breeze, but, you know, it's definitely a three points for Brighton. Mm, mm. Yeah. Um, but then we get to Sheffield City, and we both picked City, I think that is. Yeah, we went for a big scoreline, but, um, yeah, City didn't look, well, I thought that they were dominating Sheffield, but just didn't capitalise on, on their opportunities. But, yeah. Yeah, missed penalty. Yeah. yeah, that was so shit. Anyways, we'll get to um, it. Yeah, definitely. And then Burnley Villa. Um, I said Burnley would get their first three points. Um, no, I think you, I think you said they they would get a point. I think you went for a draw. Did I? Yeah, you went for a draw. Um, and then I said. See, this just shows you how much thought I put into my <laughs> tips for last week. Yeah, dude. Um, I said two one Villa, which I almost got right. I think they won three one, didn't they? That's the scoreline yeah. that I normally go with too. Fuck. Mate, I'm just... I always go 3-1. And then this that game, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll go 2-1. <laughs> and then arguably probably the best match of this week, which I thought was Newcastle-Liverpool. That was crazy. We both went Newcastle. I it thought... It was so shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe they let that slip. Yeah. That, that was wild because, like, Van Dyke got sent off in the first half, didn't he? Yeah, it was early. Yeah, it was like thirty second minute. minute. Yeah, holy yeah. crap! He was sent off like right after the Anthony Gordon goal. And, and and Trent was lucky to still be on the pitch as well. Yeah, yeah, he got he got carded, I think. Yeah, he got yellow card for uh, throwing the ball away. Yeah. And then, in my opinion, he definitely. I think he deserved a second yellow in one instance with Anthony Gordon. Hmm. Um, where he had his arm up near his face, trying to shrug him off the ball. Um, yeah. it, and it was like he was, you know, way behind him. Like there was no way that was even considered a shoulder-to-shoulder challenge. So, mm. yeah, it's purely only to stop the counter attack. So, yeah, 
But he played really well, Anthony Gordon. I think. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just I'm so surprised the Newcastle, who usually looks so defensively solid, just let that slip. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get into it a bit more in depth later. Yeah, but now that that my you've seen all my tips for this week in the EPL, you move on to the NRL. Mm-hmm. Um, and that surprised us. At least it surprised me. This first game? Uh, yeah, it was Penrith Parramatta. Parra win 13 plus in a game that they were $8 to win. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I said that this fixture is always a weird one. Um, and it, I mean, then again, it is Parramatta versus Penrith. I think it's always mm. going to be a bit of a, a want to beat on both sides. They both want to beat each other really bad. So Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, a bit wild. Um, then the Warriors and Dragons. Uh, I think it was easy pick, that one. Yeah, both got it. Uh, both Warriors. And it was the Dolphins and the Cowboys. Yep. Um. I th- what did we go for? We went for... We both went for Cows and got it right. Yeah. Um, so, another another point for each of us. Yep. Then Storm vs. Titans. I think another easy pick. Yeah, both got that. Um, and then <sighs> I'll slip up from Lachlan here. I went with my heart, he mate. I went, I went with my heart. He let his bias <laughs> taken into account. So, Chooks vs. Tigers. Yep. I chose the Chooks like a normal person would. Oh, oh man, I just... I backed them, you know, I watched I watched them win last week, and or the week before, sorry, and I, you know, thought we were on a roll. I thought we were going to go 100% under Benji Marshall. Um, alas, I was wrong. Start us off with 0%. <laughs> nah, it's 50% now. <laughs> Shut up. They, they won against Finns. He's 50%, and he'll win this week against... Uh, um, okay, okay. Early tip. Well, we have the Raiders Bronx next, and again, you saved me on this one actually by telling me the Broncos will win, and I took your word for it. You are welcome. And uh, look how that turned out. Yeah, both got away with that one. Yeah, and uh, sorry, just to quickly touch on my on my best bet of the week. Um, last week I said overs, I said Reese Walsh, and I said Selwyn Cobo to score. Now. And I said uh, Broncos thirteen plus, so I'm I'm um, I'm watching the game with, with the boys, and saw Selwyn Cobbo's already scored, and the game's already gone overs, and I'm like, okay, just need Reese Walsh to score, right? If Reese Walsh scores and they convert it, that's the thirteen plus, and Reese Walsh gets the try. With like three minutes to go, Reese Walsh scores, and I'm like, fuck yes, you know that this is it, and he didn't score that far to the right as well. I'm pretty sure it was like. Just up past midway between the posts and the um sideline, like you you or I could kick the conversion, I reckon. Um, and I'm going okay, cool, easy. He kicks this Broncos win by thirteen, and then he sends it about ten meters to the right. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, so they end up winning by eleven, and so my best bet lost by two points. Uh, and I was I was pretty livid. I was I was pretty angry. Uh, it's all about the fine lines. Man. He kicked Tony Staggs. 
He kicked two out of six conversions. He missed four of them. All he had to kick was above, like 50% or above. And, and he didn't do that. Um, so, look. <laughs> One of them days. It was, yeah, it was just a shit beat. Ugh. So sad. Anyways, um, I digress. We've got one more game. Yep. Then it was the Manly game. Yep. Wish we both picked Manly on that one. Yep. And then the Sharks Knights. And then the Sharks and Knights. And we both, both picked the Knights. Yep. Perfect. So, um, which brings us to 9 to 14. Putting who, who, Lachlan ahead. Who got 14, sorry? By. Lachlan. Oh, okay, man. Not me. Everyone. <laughs> I think everyone knows that. <laughs> Man's got two for the EPL. Yeah. Um, which puts the scores at 36 to me and at 42 to Lachlan. Taking so an early lead in the up. season, mate. Look look at me go. You need me to fold this week if you want to, if you want to have any chance of catching up. Well, we'll talk about folding soon. <laughs> I'm um, just going to tip every team that you t- pick now. Can't lose. <laughs> and that folding is Newcastle. Uh, yes. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that game. That is... What, what were your initial thoughts? Um, you, did you, you watched the game, didn't you, live? Yeah, I, I watched the full game. Yeah, so um, did I. It was very late. So I, I remember most of it. Um, I think kickoff was around one thirty, yeah, maybe it was, later. It was early in the morning. I got like no sleep. I was dead at work the next day. Um, and so going into it, Newcastle looked so dominant in that first half. Yeah. Let alone before Van Dyke was sent off, they just looked like they were the creme de la creme. You know, they looked like they knew what they were doing. Mm, mm. Um. Anthony Gordon had a blinder of a game. Yeah. Um, had Alexandra uh, like Arnold on the ropes the whole time. Have you seen you know that meme template of like the guy on his knees like begging and then it's um I think it might be Ronaldinho just like there with the ball. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just like uh, uh, Trent against Gordon. <laughs> yeah, which like, he, he, he had him. him on the ropes. Yeah, he cooked him that entire game. Um, and then they got the goal. Uh, so, you know, one new lead at St. James's Park going into halftime, mm. you know, it looks, looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then they come out and they start off the second half well. And then Eddie Howe, I think he has a bit of explaining to do this game. So he brings off Anthony Gordon, brings on Barnes. Yeah. Which is, uh, who, uh, which, you know, probably shouldn't have happened because Gordon was having such a good game. I think uh, Almiron probably should have come off. Um, he was, like, Almiron was good, but just you needed some bit of energy up front to keep it there. And I think Gordon, as I said, having a good game. Isaac, you know, keep him on just, you know, f- until the 80th minute and bring on the fresh legs for someone who isn't having the best game, which was Almiron. But you know what? Yeah, and he missed some crucial chances. He um, mm. may have been unlucky with a few of them, you know, hitting the post. A uh, great save from Allison as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think we've seen this from Almiron as well. He can be that guy, but he just wasn't that guy that on the, on the day. So Yeah, yeah. Um, and as soon as Gordon came off, the dynamic switched. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I think a big switch is when they brought on uh, the man of the match, in my opinion, Darwin Nunes. Yeah. Holy crap. That guy, uh, he has the first touch of a donkey, but <laughs> on his Jesus. first time finishing, he, he can just absolutely, it's inch perfect, you know, both, both finishes, mm. same corner, same yeah. sort of situation. And it was the like, exact same situation. It was crazy, actually. Yeah, like, and, and you know, yeah, it was a bit of an error from Botman on one of them, but, you know, I, I think he's unlucky. You know, the ball acted pretty weird, you know. He, like, turned around, hit his back, then hit his heel, and then landed at Darwin's feet, you know. So, um, but, you know, you, you got to be prepared for those sort of things, and Darwin Nunes took full advantage of it and got his team, a 10-man team, you know, over the line for the three points away from home. Yeah. At, you know, everyone knows that St. James's isn't an easy place to go either. Mm, mm. That was, yeah. Uh, that was yeah. a crazy comeback. Definitely the game of the round for me, for sure. It was, it was just the spirit that I've wanted to see from Liverpool last season, you know? Like, it was yeah. just, it was typical... 2019 2020 Liverpool where do you remember that game um that Allison scored the header and won the game yeah. against I can't remember who it was it might have been Palace but I don't want to I don't want to say anything but um it was just that was the Liverpool that I loved seeing because it gave City competition like as a City fan I, I actually want to see Liverpool do well because that rivalry from you know the last five years was awesome to watch you know letting it go all the way to the final day, the season when we got 199 points, like, that's cr- that, that was awesome. That was, like, top-tier football. So to see that fight back from Liverpool where they went down to 10 men and they just didn't give up away from home, it was just, it was awesome to see. Yeah, and it was really good credit on Klopp's part as well. Um, yeah, great you know, everyone's, everyone's sort of doubting his ability mm. as a manager. Yeah. After last season, and then, you know... He really obviously said something in the change room, mm. and 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 I think he chose the right man to put up top and Darwin Nunes, obviously. But yeah, not, um, not to, overall, I think that was just an amazing game. Yeah, not to discredit um, uh, Newcastle, but before the second goal for Nunes, uh, Botman, who I thought was having a great game, came off due to injury. Um, yeah. And I think that Newcastle, they saw that Liverpool got that goal and, you know, they had a bit of momentum about them. And I think the idea was just defend, just don't let any more goals in and we'll just leave with a point, okay? Um, and then for Botman to come off and kind of disrupt that defensive kind of idea that they'd set for, for the entirety of the yeah, game. Yeah, that, that partnership, yeah. Yeah, for Target to come on as the as the centre-back and partner with... um, uh, Who's the other centre-back for... Uh, uh, Shah? Shah. Shah, yeah. Shah, yeah. So just to come on and kind of disrupt that defensive partnership. And you saw, like, Nunez made a breakthrough Target and Burns' side, right? Yeah. Um, And... He also made a break when Botman was also on one leg. Like, there's a reason Botman came off. It was because he got injured earlier in the game. So, not to take away from Liverpool's comeback, it was amazing. But I think if Botman didn't injure himself in that game, I don't think Liverpool would have came back. 
yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, I completely agree. Mm. And I hope he's all right. Apparently, he's um he's out for this week. Yeah, there's a lot of of those sorts of injuries, um, and, and we'll get to those. But uh, before we do, I think we need to we need to touch on, I think the most disappointing game, in my opinion, <laughs> uh, and that being the the draw at home for Arsenal against. Fulham of all, of all oppositions. Yeah, I know. Are you gonna? What are you gonna say about the goal within the first minute? Yeah, I think it was a lapse of focus from. Uh, I think it was an unfamiliarity with the tactics that Arteta had, you know, implemented that game. So we saw that, you know, we had Partey playing right back, and, you know. From last season, that, that Ben White would always play in the right back position, and that's where he was on the field at the time. Mm. Um, and so, part so Saka sorry would pass pass the ball back, and yeah, it was a poorly placed pass. Don't get me wrong. And then Partey stepped up into midfield almost at the same time, leaving a massive hole. And I know people have been putting blame on Ramsdale for being caught out of position, sure, but. First of all, the pass is horribly placed, mm. um, and I don't think as a keeper you can expect, you know, Saka is usually a really solid performer, like consistent, mm. to misplace a pass that badly. Yeah, it went straight to it. And like, yeah, I think Pereira was lucky to hit the ball the way he did. I don't think he intended it to to yeah to like whip to around hit to the, the way left. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you say that. Um, De Bruyne did the same thing to you guys last season in that 4-1 victory where he yeah, got the Tommy ball Yasu from Tamiyasu. Yeah, and yeah. Um, just lobbed it over a misplaced um, uh, Ramsdale. So Yeah, I, I think it was just a lapse of focus and you can't be doing that in these sorts of games. I mean, we yeah. saw the whole... We, we were 1-0 down for an hour. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and then we got the penalty, which was a deserved penalty. I think. Oh, for sure. Tete yeah, was easily. very rash in his decision making. Yeah. Um, just dumb. And I think Kai Havertz had probably a very poor game. I know that. He's only you know, three. Yeah, you've got to give him time. But you know, there was just misplaced passes, which I think was a theme in our whole team. You know, everyone was misplacing their passes. Yeah. Um, and whether or not it's a teething issue with the way we want to play now. Because it's slightly different to say last year. Yeah. Um, but habits misplacing some passes just didn't look like he had a very much of an effect on the game. Mm. I get he's a very much a off the ball sort of player, and that he he drags a lot of opposition out of you know those areas where you want other players to fill. Yeah. Um, but he just wasn't very impactful, and we saw straight away when he was subbed for Fabio Vieira. Uh, the guy made an instant impact. Won a penalty, and then I'm pretty sure he assisted the the other goal. It's the um, who? Oh, the Eddie Enkedia goal. Enkedia's goal. Yeah. 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 Um, um, I do have a question for you. You guys started Trossard up front, and also Kiwior as position, left back. Yeah. yeah, I you have Gabby Jesus, who is a tried-and-tested Premier League striker, right? Like, he's a fantastic striker. 
Um, and also you've got Zinchenko, who, again, is a tried and tested Premier League left back. Like, they both came from the, the city system, and they're both fantastic players, yet neither of them are starting. Um, what do you think of that? I think for Jesus, I think he's coming back from an injury. Okay. He had a knee problem in preseason. Yeah, right. Um, and so I think Arteta was maybe just trying to ease him into the system mm. when he came on. Um, because he came back a lot earlier than what we expected. Yeah. Uh, and same with Zinchenko. He came on. He was also suffering an injury. Um, I think he was being eased into it. But I think... Trossard shouldn't have started. I, I maybe put an effort on the training ground. That's what won him the the starting spot. But yeah. I think against a side like Fulham, who are usually quite physical, uh, I think everyone could see Trossard also didn't have much of an impact at all. Mm. Um, I think you need Nketiah, who's actually not a weak guy. He's pretty strong on the ball. Mm. Um, he may not be as say as nifty with his feet as the likes of Trossard or Gabby Jesus, but I just don't think Trossard's um, a striker, that's all. Yeah, and I I think he wanted to play that whole false nine sort of The style idea, that City but... played, like, what, two years ago? Yeah. Um, when when they had, you know, um, no real striker at the time. Yeah. And guess, but guess who the and, false uh, nine was? Gabby Jesus. Yeah, and I, I think it was just... A lack of, I think it was a misjudgment in Arteta. I think he thought that maybe going into this one would be an easy game. Yeah, yeah. And you can't go into that sort of situation thinking that. And I think it was also unlucky for us to concede the way we did the second goal. Mm. Um, You know, all, all credit to Fulham though. And also almost conceding a third very late on in the game. Yeah. Where Traore had a had a run and almost scored again to to take to get full on the three points, which would have been quite embarrassing. Yeah, that would have been um, especially when they're ten men. Yeah. You know? That would have been that actually would have been wild. That would have been crazy. Um But yeah. Now I feel like uh, I've been robbed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just poor performance overall. I don't think you can pick out any you know, maybe pick out a few people that it's at fault, but I think uh, overall, I think everyone yeah. played poorly. So I just want to point out as well, um, just on, on the Fulham side, the first um, three games that they've played, they won uh, 1-0 against Everton, then they lost 3-0 against um, Brentford, and now they've drawn 2-2 against Arsenal. They've scored three goals this season, and none of them have come from their strikers or their wingers. They've come from uh, their... Midfielders, um, do you think there's an issue with uh, the attack at Fulham, especially now Mitrovic has left? I think there always was going to be an issue going into the season with Fulham. I think mm-hmm. everyone knew that Mitrovic didn't want to stay. I think everyone knew he wanted to go to Saudi. Yep. Um, and so I think there's a big hole there that I don't think they've replaced properly. Um and so, and, uh, he was also a big character too, and he was a bully too, so mm-hmm. having that sort of presence, I think, was important for them, and not having it now, I think, it's a big, big setback, but they're obviously finding a way to 
to score goals. Um, you know, obviously against Brentford they didn't, mm. but you know they did it against us away from home, and sure they scored last year against us as well at the Emirates. But that being from Mitrovic, and again from another mistake, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, last season's goal at the Emirates, but I think I think Fulham. I think they're not going to score too many goals. I get they scored two against us, and we played poorly, and one was given to them. Yeah. By our own fault, but yeah, I think you're right in that there's going to be issues up top, in and scoring goals. Yeah, I I agree. Um, it's just something I noticed over the past three games that I thought I'd um. No, I'd, that's I'd good. Highlight. I didn't know that until you yeah. picked it out. Um. So I guess the next game that uh, I really want to talk about is uh, my team's game, Sheffield City. Uh, we came away with the win from another, I swear to God, Rodri only scores bangers. Uh, I swear he only scores like top bins bangers from near outside the box. But he saved us again, um, just like he did in the, <laughs> in the Champions League final and just like he's done countless times before that. Um, but as I said before, we dominated that game. Like, let me just quickly pull up these stats. Um, we had 80% possession, 80%. Oh my God. I didn't even realize it was that bad. We had 80% possession, 30 shots and nine of them were on target, right? We had 742 passes compared to their 194 with a 92% pass accuracy and a 68% uh, to their 68%. We only committed two fouls to their 11, right? We got, and we got 12 corners, and yet it was only 2-1. Like, we dominated that game, and I, and I watched the full game. Like, we had so many chances, and I just feel like we didn't convert any of them. And I, and I hope, I hope that's just one of, it's just one of those weeks where, you know, nothing just goes our way, and we just come away with a shitty win. But because if we, I think it is because if we, yeah, if we have that form against a better team than Sheffield, right, and we don't convert those chances, there's no way we're gonna win. Yeah, I think you guys weren't as clinical as you should have been, as you said. Um, and I think that was just shown in Harlan missing the penalty. That was. I think you showed everyone penalty. that he's human. Yeah, that was a crap penalty. Like. I can see what he was trying to do. Like, he was trying to send him to go left and then just pass it into the right. But, like, just pass it accurately into the corner. You, you sent him the wrong way. Just, ugh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all in hindsight, isn't it? Yeah, of course it's in hindsight, yeah. And, and I, I'm here chatting shit about a player who is probably going to get the Ballon d'Or. So, um, take, yeah. take what I say with a grain of salt. But I think Sheffield did well. In their own sort of, you know, way. Mm-hmm. Um, they hang on. They hang on by a thread for the full ninety. Almost until Rodri scored, um, and you know, getting that late goal, you kind of thought, well, all right, you know, they could actually come away with a point here against the champions. You know, mm-hmm. you know, treble winners, um, and so. I mean, I think Rodri, man, he he always scores late goals when you need them. I I. 
and he annoys me so much because of that. <laughs> As a like an opposition fan, mm. and and the guy never has a bad game. He I think I saw on Instagram, game. he has, you know, seven to eight out of tens every game. Yeah, he's he's never the best player on the pitch, but he's always the best player on the pitch. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he'll never get man of the match, but he's always like if he's not on the pitch, City aren't playing. As City should, you know? Yeah, and it's like just brings me back to when Fernandinho left. And yeah. everyone's like, oh, how are they going to replace this guy? Like he was just, he was the, the you know, the last piece of the puzzle. And then mm. Pep brings in Rodri and the guy fits in like a glove, you know? He just... Yeah, it's just... Uh, yeah. People who say Pep is a bad manager... And because he's always got money, just need to just think for a second because City have spent the same or less than United, than Chelsea, and then maybe Arsenal, right? Um, but we spent them on players that fit into our system. I feel like people start linking good players with you know United or Arsenal or Chelsea, and then they buy into the hype and then they just buy them like. I don't think Mason Mount was a good buy for Man United. And I don't think he's going to do as well as he should at United. Because he's a certain type of player. And Man United don't need a player like Mason Mount. But then you look at... His profile, yeah. Yeah. But then you look at City. We needed someone... Because our system was built around the fact that Fernandinho was a... fantastic CDM, right? Um, and he was such a good defensive mid and such a good distributor of the ball. And we needed someone like that to come in. And Pep looked for that player and brought in Rodri, who at the time was... He was playing well, but he wasn't uh, he wasn't as big as a name as Mason Mount was. And he wasn't as big as a name as Kai Havertz was or anything. Same as Diaz. Same as... like. Even Kovacic, right? Like Kovacic is is a decent player, but you know, he he's not he's not talked about nearly enough. So I think the only players that we've signed that were big names and you know were being talked about were probably Grealish, Haaland, and now probably Guardiola. So, and I think we just signed um, Doku as well. Uh, did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Who I think is going to shine under Pep. So credit to I don't know if Pep's the one that picks out these players, but whoever does for City needs to get a massive pay rise because they, I haven't seen a flop signing for City yet. Yeah, I think the recruitment team at City, whether it's Pep or, you know, people within that whole management team have done an amazing job. You know, obviously they've got the backing of a pretty big, you know, pretty big financial backing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they're spending it in the right way. Mm. Um, and I think you see teams like United who brought in the likes of Pogba at the time was a world record signing. Yeah. And the guy never really clicked. He had moments for sure. And mm. he wasn't used in the right way. Um, he was riddled with injury problems. Um, and, you know, they went through... I want to say three, four managers whilst Pogba was there, and you know I think I think Jose wanted him gone when he was there, 
and the club simply wouldn't let him leave. Mm. Um, or they wouldn't. They decide not to sell him because it's either he did well for shirt sales or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah, because United's um, run like a business. Yeah. Which and and now, so, now Chelsea's got the same problem. Um. Yeah, I, I think that they're just gonna struggle uh, if they don't, you know, do it like how City are doing it. And I know it's hard. I know it's easy to say that, but yeah. Um. I, I think a big, big player you can take off. Not not in terms of you know a player, but a team. Brighton, their recruitment's great. Yeah, um, exactly right. And they don't spend nearly as much as, say, you know, Arsenal, United, Chelsea, City, mm. Newcastle. They, they don't have nearly the financial capacity, and yet they still compete, you know, maybe not the top top five, top four level, but... Definitely top They're 10. definitely punching. Yeah. Definitely punching. Like, these guys weren't in the Premier League, I don't know, five years ago, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they were, but you know, you know what I mean. Like uh, no, yeah, exactly. they weren't there when uh, City won the league, say with Aguero and um, Balotelli. They weren't there. They weren't there. I know it was ten years ago, but they had they weren't there. Yeah. And yet you got teams like Arsenal, United, Liverpool, um, who were who have been in the Premier League for. I don't think Arsenal's. I think Arsenal's only been in the Premier League. United have only been in the Premier League. Yeah. And yet, they still haven't, you know, progressed from the thinking that oh, if we just throw money around, it will work. You know. Yeah, someone will stick. That's just not the not the case. Um, yeah. Something something I wanted to point out that I saw that I thought was funny. Um, they were interviewing Ange Postecoglou after, might have been after the game. Maybe it was just a random interview. But um, uh, hold on, I'll get the quote up. Um, it's a funny quote. Oh yeah, they they were talking about how Spurs have been playing like you know they've been doing so well over the last three games, um, and they're saying you're doing an incredible job, and he's like, nah, I'm just doing what Pep's doing. Yeah, he's just like yeah, I'm just just doing what Pep's doing, and it's just like, I don't know. I feel like the Premier League's needed a bit of that Aussie kind of larrikin culture in it a bit. I think it's been a bit uptight, and you look at um, like Spurs' last manager in, uh, under Conte, like he's he's a world class manager, right? There's no denying that. Um, and I feel like he was too like stringent in what he was doing. I feel like a lot of managers are. Um, they take themselves too seriously or they take what they're doing too seriously. And Postacoglu has come in and I think he's brought a way more relaxed attitude to that Spurs team. And you look at um, Saar, for example. He got no minutes under... Like, he got very bit, rarely any minutes under um, Conte. But Postacoglu has come in without any of that bias of what was there before, right? And he's gone... I'm going to play the way that I want to play and I'm not going to let anyone else influence me and what my past, my predecessors influenced me. Um, and it's been working for them. Like, Saar has been... I wouldn't be surprised if he's put up for Premier League Player of the uh, player of the Month. Like, he's been having that good of a season so far. Uh, so, yeah. I think it, he's been great. And I think that uh, Postacolou has been 
that, that, that change that Spurs needed. I think my tip was that Spurs make the top four. And right now, I, I, don't, I don't see why they couldn't, you know? Yeah, I think Tottenham have surprised everyone. Maybe not you, but they definitely <laughs> surprised me. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of other people. Um, I don't think anyone knew or saw this impact that Postacoglu's had coming. Yeah. Um, in in his way of playing, you know, initially, I hadn't watched Postacoglu at all before he came to Tottenham. I'd only been listening to those, you know, on, on social media or through my own like small amount of research but I think that he's really shown that he can use the midfield to the to a way that Conte wasn't able to and as you said Conte was no he's not a bad manager he, he won the league with Chelsea yeah like which is, which is a great he, he arguably started the the Juventus dynasty that was in um Italy, you know, between the years of, I don't know, 2012 to 2017, 2017, 18, something like that. Right. Yeah, like, he's a fantastic manager, but I just don't think he was right for Spurs. No, and I don't think he had the... There's obviously a disconnect between him and the, the, you know, higher-ups at the club, so... Yeah. So... Yeah. Okay, do you want to move on? Um, move on to looking at the two clubs we shit talked the most last podcast. <laughs> uh, bouncing back, if you can call United's bounce back a bounce back. Who do you want to focus on first, Chelsea or United? I think we focus on. Let's go United first. I okay. think. Start with the bad. United. Yeah, I think they were. They started off quite poor, didn't they? Yeah, 2 0 down in four minutes is wild. I watched the Mark Goldbridge uh, reaction to it. It was like, it's it's gold. It's comedy gold. Fuck, I love that guy. Yeah, I think it was just. Uh, man, I, I. Maybe it was just because Nottingham are a poor position. Um, and they were able to come back the way they did. Mm. But. Oh, man, I, I I just don't think that they played well at all. I don't think they deserve to win. No. Um, yeah, fair enough for them to come back and, and get the full three points. But, you know, I, I think it's just, it, it's, it's just poor to see United play the way they do. And they didn't look bad at the end of the last season either. Mm. Um, so... It's odd seeing them play this poorly, yeah, and I think Luke Shaw and now season. Rafael Varane have had injury problems. So yeah, so I think who's, I think who's there'll be issues. Who's going to be their starting yeah. backline? Surely the goat uh, comes in. Surely he does. <laughs> please, please, I'm begging. I think you. it'll be Lindelof and Martinez, maybe. Yeah, I I, I agree. I didn't see Ten Hag playing Maguire. At all this game. Um, but I don't, I, don't, I don't have much else to say on the United-Nottingham United yeah. game. I feel like, look, they've got two, was it two wins and a loss, you know, to start the season and the losses to an informed Spurs team. So 
we can't judge them too harshly yet. I think that with their performances against Arsenal and Brighton, um, we'll probably be able to get a better read of where Man United are going to be at the end of this season. Because I think that both Brighton and Arsenal are going to challenge for the top six, like they're going to be competitors in that race, um, which is the race that Man United's in as well. So if they beat two of the teams that are going to be competing for the same spots as they are, then I think that they'll be in a really good place. But I also don't see them doing that um, with the current form they're in. But we'll get to the tips later. Um, I don't want to get too much, too far into that. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I think you ended off well. I think... Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Chelsea are good to come back as well and show that they're not completely... Garbage? Far gone, you know? Yeah, no, I think they've... Yeah, they've... That game was, was great. Sterling had probably the, the best game he's had at Chelsea, um, which is saying something because he's, yeah. he's been there for a year now. It was but... good to see him back on the score sheet for sure. Yeah, it was. It was It was nice. It was really nice actually because, um, you know, I still got a spot in my heart for uh, Sterling because he did so well for City. Um, it's still weird seeing him in a Chelsea jersey. But, uh, no, it was, it was good to see him come back. Two goals and an assist is fantastic. Yeah, I think it's good. Uh, good to see the whole team actually playing mm. to a way that I think Pochettino wants. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it's not the best opposition, but it's still. I, you know, I think. Yeah. Yeah. As um as we kind of said last week, you know Chelsea needed to use this game to work out their style of play to get some confidence up and take that into the next week. Um, and that's exactly what they did, you know. Um, I don't think, and I, and we said the same thing about United. I don't think United did it as well as Chelsea did. Um, obviously, that's just, even looking at the scoreline, you can know that. But also style of play. Like, I felt like Chelsea found their system, they found their rhythm, and they just, you know, beat Luton down. Um, I'll read you out a few stats from the game. You know, they had... Eight shots on target to one. They had 68% of the possession and doubled the amount of passes with a 92% pass accuracy. Like, that's a that's a good... Yeah, that's a dominant performance. So, yeah, I think Chelsea's on its way back up. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I don't... I don't know if they're going to continue this way, but I hope they do for their sake. But, yeah... Hmm. Um, what do you um, want to talk about next? I, I think we can almost round off this week with the Villa game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think there's a few other games we should we couldn't we can talk about, but I think that I think you can kind of say that this one was probably the most exciting one. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, outside of the big six. Mm. Um, I uh, I didn't watch this one, so. Take it away. Yeah, so I thought Villa just played really well. Um, but uh, it, it was all, all, always going to be a poor performance for for um, for Burnley. I think mm. they, just, they just didn't do well at all. Um, they Matty Cash, I think, 
allowing him to get two goals is just saying something. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The guy right. doesn't score much, and he was looking for a hat trick for about an hour. Yeah. Like, they they weren't playing to their full ability, and yet they still did well. Um, like Manny Cash, like he, did, he wasn't playing to his full ability. He was looking for that hat trick, so that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but overall, I think the rest of the team had a really good game. Mr. Diaby, I think, was a real standout. Mm. Um, getting on the score sheet again, grabbing assist. Um, so I, I think. There's not much else to say, really. It was just a poor performance and a sad one for Burnley as well because... They're at home. You you kind of wish that they would, you know, get get points at home because it's going to be important for them to stay up. Mm-hmm. That being said, With, um, yeah. I was I was I I did watch the highlights of the game. How nice did the Villa away kids look? <laughs> They're actually quite nice, aren't they? <laughs> it was nice. It was like a, a visually appealing game to watch. Because, you know, the Burnley kit, the home kits, I think are quite nice. You know, I, I kind of like the 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 brown burgundy colour. Um, and seeing that against the white, it was like, it was nice to watch, you know. It's, uh, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, well, um, I think we can round off Premier League game week three with our FPL. Yeah, um, look, let's... Uh, I didn't. I didn't even realize we were playing a field. Is that is that actually a thing we're doing? Oh, is it now? Is it? <laughs> yeah, I I I uh, I didn't realize. Well, I I can say that you did not have the best of weeks. I did not. <laughs> the guy, for those that don't know, had Darwin Nunes on the bench. Thank you, thank you, Zach. And having eleven points on the bench is not fun, is it? No, no, it's not. I, on the other hand, I, I got fifty-eight points. Not terrible. Not bad. Above average. Nine. What? What am I? Uh, what am I in the? Uh, in the league. In the. Um... You are third, I believe. Third yes, out of, you're third. I'm third out of four. Okay. Oof. Dude. Oh um, my god. Tony got twenty-six points. What is his team? Like? Yes. Got a look. Onana, zero points. Trippier. How did Trippier only get zero? You got I think Onana is actually cards. a popular choice for keeper this year. Yeah. Well, I, I picked him because he was good for Inter Milan. So, um, <laughs> oh my days. He's got Saliba, one point. Estup Binion, one point. Trent, one point. Matoma only got one point. Poor form. I also only got one point for him. He captained Haaland, so did I. He vice-captained Saka, who got eight points. Does does vice actually do anything? So the vice-captain comes into effect for like whatever, for whatever reason your captain doesn't play. Your vice-captain ah, right. gets the, the okay. points. Yeah, and then he had Almiron and Rice, who both just got the two points for showing up. Wow. Harlan could have got six points if he didn't miss a freaking... Well, actually, he would have got more than six points um, if he didn't miss a penalty. So, nice. Thanks, Harlan. Loving your work, mate. Gotta love it, Diana. Yeah. Well, I think that ends it off, and I think we can go straight into... The NRL. I think we'll skim over the NRL, because I think... 
Yeah, there, there wasn't many, too many interesting games this week. I actually just want to talk about the one, the one that we both got our tips wrong for because I just thought it was an awesome game. Penrith Power. How good was that? Yeah, I think it, as I, yeah, as I said earlier on the, today, it's always an interesting fixture, this one. I think Yeah. There's, a, there's an obvious decision I think everyone can go with, and that is that Penrith are the better team. But I think we've seen time and time again that Parramatta are able to upset, you know, the Panthers. Yeah, and the fact that Panthers had their entire squad in as well. I'm pretty sure Dylan Edwards was... Actually, no, maybe Dylan Edwards did play. Um, but, yeah, like, Penrith had their entire squad. So there was no reason... And they were at home. There was no reason that they should have lost that game. And yet they got caned. Like, it wasn't even close. It wasn't like, you know, Eels just won and they nipped them. They killed them. Yeah. Yeah, it was just... No, that he didn't play. Sorry, Edwards. He, uh, Jesse McLean was uh, the fullback. Yeah, I, I think it's, it can be summed up in that Penrith just weren't all there, were they? No. Um... I mean, obviously, physically they were, but mentally, I think they just went up to the challenge. And I think Parramatta obviously came into this one thinking we're gonna. They're mentality monsters. I thought, you know, they they obviously the weaker side, and and they had nothing to play for as well. Like they're already out of finals contention. I thought Penrith would just come in, clean them, and they'll still compete for that minor premiership. Eels had literally nothing to play for except for pride, and yet they killed them. Mike Acevo, four tries. Awesome effort. So good. So good to see him. I swear him the guy... Him. I swear the guy turns on demon mode whenever he sees Panthers next up. Dude, I swear he, he does too. <laughs> oh, my days. He, he, he's like, oh, time to, time to put some juice in me. And then yeah. <laughs> he's, he's he off does. and ready. He full does. He he has the bro. He he sits down and he meditates for like I'm um, a uh, freaking hour. You know that meme of like Goku in the chamber. That that's that's him waiting to verse Penrith every year. <laughs> oh man, he's um he wasn't anywhere close to uh, being the top try scorer, but so he was um so he's only played twenty games uh, and there's uh been I think every team's played twenty three so far. And he wasn't anywhere near top of the try scoring charts, but now he's only three behind the top try scorer after that performance, which is crazy. It's funny you say that, and yet, as you said, they're not even going to make it to the finals. Yeah, I know. Um, and and Eels have a bye this week, so he can't even uh, increase that. But you know who is the top try scorer? Jermaine Asako, who's who's the Dolphins winger. Yeah. And Dolphins aren't anywhere near playing finals, which is, is crazy to me. He scored 23 tries. Yeah, I think you find with those sort of teams is that they always have one player that they rely on. And when they come up against the bigger opposition, maybe not this game, but most of the time when they come up against the bigger opposition, they know their game plan and they know what they're going to do. And so they know how to, to mitigate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's say against opposition that are you know similar or weaker. You know that's where those guys really thrive. Um, mm. So I uh, think we saw that with um, Titans winger. I forget his name. Um, Khan Pereira. Uh, 
Yeah, like yeah. You, you see him against weaker opposition, he really thrives. And then when he comes up against, you know, sides that are organised and well uh, well established, you mm. know, he, he can't seem to produce what he what he wants. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. But um, with, the, with that Isako number, the 23 tries... Dolphins have only scored 86 tries, meaning that Jermaine Sarko scored over a quarter of their tries by himself. Oh, holy crap. That's a, that is a feat and a half because... Um, how old is Sarko now? He's... I'll tell you, he's 27, right? And he, he was good at the Titans, but then he went to the Dolphins this year. And, you know, he wasn't made out to be this big-name player. Um and you know they were saying Dolphins don't have any of these big name players not going to do well this year they're going to come last, and he's had a fantastic year, like scoring a quarter of a new team's tries and being the top try scorer is, is insane and he's got he's the kicker as well so he's got two hundred thirty points, and I'll put that into perspective for you, he's got two hundred thirty points the Dolphins in total have four hundred eighty six. Meaning he's just under half of their points. Him, Isako by himself. Like that's yeah, that's think, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think you can almost put that similarly to say, in Dyer at Sheffield last last season. Mm. The guy was involved with over a third of Sheffield's goals, whether he was scoring <laughs> them or setting them up. Yeah, and yet they let him go. Yeah, that's that was such a dumb decision. Where did he end up going, by the way? I forgot. Uh, Marseille. Yeah, right. Is is he doing well at Marseille? I I haven't really um been keeping up with the French. I league. I don't follow Liga that much. Yeah. I think it's quite a boring league. But yeah, well I I do like Marseille. I think they're quite yeah. exciting actually to watch. But I'll let you know they're second at the moment. Um, and last game. Um, Saar scored. Okay, well, he hasn't scored yet. I don't know if he's assisted. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, he hasn't, he hasn't scored yet. Um, don't know if he's assisted, but, um, PSG aren't doing very well. They're eighth with one win and two draws. Yeah, I, I think that. They're just going to... I think they're going through a, a, a rebuild period, PSG. Yeah. Um, I think they're, they're, they're setting up to lose Mbappe in the summer. You know, the, the coming summer. Yeah. Um, I know that he's saying, oh, I'm here to stay. No, he, he just said that because Real Madrid want to have the free transfer, you know. Mm. Um, but... Uh, I... It looks like they're trying to actually buy players that are suited to a system instead of, you know, just big names. Which is what they need like, to do. Yeah, and and they obviously got close under Pochettino. It's not Pochettino, sorry, Tuchel, mm. to the Champions League final against um, Bayern. Mm. But um, I, 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 I think that if you... You know, under Luis Enrique, if you if you really give him what he wants, and that's players that he can work with and actually use in a an actual you know 
system. Yeah. I mean, he did it with Barca. He, he was able. I think. I think he'll be able to do it with PSG. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, probably got through all the talking points. Uh, this week. Um, do you want to move on to tips? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Okay. Um, we'll start with the Premier League. By the way, NFL starts up. Uh, in like a week or two, doesn't it? Preseason. Yeah, it was just it was the last week of preseason this week. Um, pretty sure Seahawks might have won all of our preseason games. Oh no, we lost to the Packers. Um, but we beat the Cowboys. We beat. Who else did we beat? We beat the Vikings, and then we didn't play in the first week. But um. Yeah, just uh, just for the for the listeners, I'm a Seahawks fan. Uh, in the NFL, um, who do you go for? Is that is it Broncos? I'm a Broncos fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. taking Russell Wilson from us, but um, yeah, the NFL starts up soon. Um, the Friday, the eighth of September is the first game, which is, uh, not this coming Friday, the next one. So we have a bit more to talk about. Podcasts can be even longer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, longer being how long we we don't know, but we'll hope it's not too long for you guys. But yeah, we'll try to keep it as concise as possible. Well, we had the thought um, off uh, off off podcast um, about how we split it up into one being released on the Monday or Tuesday, where it's you know what we've just done, looking at. Um, analyzing the games that have been talking about news um, within the sporting world. And so for the next half an hour, we'd probably still be talking about sport um, as more of it happens. So when the NFL starts, the NBA starts, uh, all that. And then we have the one on Thursday, which is more going more in depth on the games that are coming, uh, which players are out, which players are in, which teams are in form, um, really going into the reasons behind our predictions um, rather than kind of winging it like we have been. Um, so if you, if you guys think that's a good idea, please let us know. Um, you know, we love talking about sports. So if you want us to make two podcasts in a week, that's no skin off our backs. So um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure you were behind that idea as well, weren't you, Zach? Yeah, I think it'd make it easier to have it, um, we can obviously get more in whilst, you know, having them shorter episodes, so... Yeah, and, yeah, and um, way more in-depth as well. Yeah, we can focus more closely on things, as you said. Mm. So, I think it's a good idea, but it's a matter of, you know, just having the time for it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, let's get into the tips, mate. Into the tips, baby. Oh, Loon's at home. They must have opened up Kenilworth Road. They must have. How good is that? First Premier League game at Kenilworth Road. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. I will be up at 5am to watch that. Fuck yeah. I won't be. I will definitely be watching the replay. (laughs) Fair enough. Sleeping on the Saturday. So, Luton West Ham. How are you feeling about it? West Ham coming off a big win? I think that oh, this is a thing too. We don't know what Kenilworth Road is going to be like. Yeah. 
Um, I think West Ham will win though, maybe two one. I want to say. Yeah right. Um, I'm gonna go one nil Luton Town baby. Right, first home game, first win, one nil. It's happening. Luton Town on the up. You're about to see it here first. It's happening. Trust. One nil. Yeah, I I think it could be, um, it could could, could turn it like that. Yeah. All right, but you going um, with two one West Ham? Yeah, definitely. Oh, that was boring. <laughs> um, oh, right. I was trying to be smart last week and look how it turned out. Dude, you can't call Luton a Luton win against Chelsea at home a smart fucking prediction. Well, I was just trying to be more exciting, but it just <laughs> just didn't turn out that All way. Right, I'm just taking the piss. Oh man, um, Sheffield Everton. Um, Hold up, what? is Luton West Ham not available on Optus? Sure, it would be. Well, like it's a Premier League match. There's no way it wouldn't be. Yeah, but say if I I'm on the Premier League website now. Mm. And I, and on the right of all the matches except the Luton West Ham one, they have watch on Optus Sport, watch on Optus Sport. What the scam? Hold up. Let's have a look. That's true. No, no, it has the Optus Sport one next to um, Luton for me. Oh, okay, all right. Well, yeah. Kenilworth Road, me. Luton. Oh, it's nice to see that. <laughs> but this, but the next one, Bramall Lane. I didn't realize that was uh, the home, home uh, stadium for Sheffield. Yeah, I think the Blades are coming up against the opposition who are also going to struggle to stay up. Mm. Um, and I think it's definitely going to be a tough one to decide. Um. I think you could say, ah, uh, you reckon? I I think Everton would come away with one. I think. All right. What are you saying? But it might be wrong. Um, I'm I'm gonna say uh, a two all draw actually. Wow, big scoreline. I'm gonna go one less. I'm gonna go two one to Sheffield. Home win. I don't see yeah, Everton getting Yeah, it definitely points. could play out like that. Yeah. Yeah. 2-1. Is, uh, so we've got two different predictions to start off. Wow. Look at us go. Um, Brentford, Bournemouth. At um, um, G-Tech Community Stadium. Yeah, I, I was looking at the history of this fixture. Um, mm. And Brentford don't have the best of, like, histories against Bournemouth. Really? Yeah. Um, Give me some score lines. Uh, I'll try to get them up. But it was like... Uh, surely uh, surely Brentford have... Well, Brentford haven't been in the Premier League for that long. 
I guess neither is Bournemouth. Yeah, they haven't, but... They would have had some good matchups in the championship. Um... <sighs> For Brentford to come up in the past three years and do what they've done is actually remarkable, though. Did Ivan Tony always play for Brentford, or was he a signing? So that when I was talking about the interview, he talked about his whole like uh, football journey, mm. and um, he started off at uh, Leicester, and Leicester let him go. Yep. Uh, when he was sixteen, and then he signed for uh, Northampton, which is a League Two side. For those that don't know. You're right. I didn't even know that. <laughs> um, and then later on, Newcastle bought him up. Yep. Um, and he was at Newcastle till he was about, I think, 22? Yeah. And then Petersburg picked him up. Yep. Um, and he scored, I believe, like 24 goals in 32 appearances. In the League One. Mm. And then you got picked up by Brentford. And then picked up by Brentford. Um, and yeah, it's all history, isn't it? Yeah, right. He's got 63 goals and 111 appearances for Brentford. That's a pretty good conversion rate. Yeah. That's that's actually really impressive. But I, I, I think Brentford are going to win, actually. I want to say 2-0. Okay. Okay. 2-0 to Two Brentford. Nil. I am going to back you on that. 2-0. Yeah, I think solid, solid choice. Actually, I'll go 2-1. I'll be, I'll be different. But I do think Brentford's going to win. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Burnley Spurs? I really hope Burnley win, man. <laughs> Here comes the Tottenham hate. Uh, I just don't see him doing it, though. Um, <laughs> Turf Moor again. I'm going to say a 2 old draw. Dude, I think your Spurs bias is coming in. Oh, definitely, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, you got to right. go with it sometimes. I'm going to go 3-1 win for Spurs. Yeah, uh, I can definitely see that happening. <laughs> I reckon Madison bangs another goal in. Yeah, it was a, it was a not the best of finishes, but it's a goal's a goal. Yeah, it was, it was a sick run though. Like Matt, that was a crazy run. Oh, the the pass by Salah. Oh, bro, it was, pe- it was perfect. So perfect. Yeah. Um, Chelsea Nottingham. Um. What do you think? Um, <laughs> uh, this could this could go either way. Um, I'm gonna go two one Chelsea. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna say three one. Yeah, fair. To the Blues. To the Blues. Now the citizens versus. Um, what's the, what's the nickname for Fulham? The Cottages, I think. The Cottages? There's yeah, no I, I, true. I'm pretty sure it's the Cottages, but I might be it wrong. It is the Cottages, oh my days. Or the Lily Whites, the Lily Whites as well. That seems a bit more. Uh, um, 
but I really hope Fulham give you guys as much as a rough time as they gave us. <laughs> nah, they're going to be depleted from that game. Botman's not playing. Um, I reckon City battle. Botman. Oh, sorry, not Botman. Sorry, that was Newcastle. My bad. Um, Fulham did get a red card though. Um, in one yeah, of the, the debut. The guy got a red card on his debut. Oh, did he actually? <laughs> yeah. That's that's poor form. That's tragic. I didn't I didn't know that. That's funny as. Um, um, I think City will win three one. I don't see Fulham four nil. Four nil. Harlan Hattrick. <sighs> Easy. Oh, I don't I don't know about that, but uh, all right. Easy Harlan Hattrick. That's happening. Heard it here first. You know. Oh, here we go. Actually, I'm 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 seeing it. All right, I'm. I'm I'm touching into my my seer powers this week, just like I did for the um the United game against uh Spurs. I'm seeing it. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harlan Hattrick, Grillish to get a goal, and Nathan Ake to get a goal as well. Five nil. Five nil. Five nil, alright. And it's a battering as well. Alright, there's so if you wanna if you wanna make money this week, um I would do that. In fact, I'll tell you how much that um I actually know the team list wouldn't be out yet, so I can't bet on that. Actually, you know what? Maybe sports bet is uh. Take my money, sports bet. You know you want to. Oh, you can do anytime goal scorer. Oh no, you can't. Oh, I think it's too early. Yeah, too early. Oh well. But yeah, if you want to make money, that's the bet I'd go with. But we'll talk about best bets later. <laughs> yeah, right, I up. think we'll skim over that. Um, I think Brighton, Newcastle, are uh, two sides coming off poor game, weeks. This will be one of the games of the week. I think Newcastle will still win though. Mm. Uh, I think they, as much as Brighton look good, they've got a stronger side, Newcastle. Mm. Um, but I think it's going to be close. So I think it's going to be like a, th- I'm going to go a high scoring game. I'm going to say 3-2. Wow. Okay. I've gone the opposite. I've gone for a low scoring game. I've gone 1-1. A draw. Fair. Fair. Boring, boring, uh, pick, but yeah, I reckon it'll happen. Yeah, I definitely could. Um, Palace and the Wolverhampton Wanderers. At Selhurst Park as well. I think Palace have got this. They've actually looked decent last couple of games. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Even under Roy, yeah. I, I think it's going to be... 3-1 to Palace. I think they'll go crazy. Right, okay. Jeez, that's that's actually a big scoreline. I didn't expect that from you. Um, I've just gone 0-0. I think Eze will grab one. And I think... Uh, we'll see. If Elise plays, he'll definitely get one. Mm. Um, and... Oh, third goal. Who do you think third goal? I think... I don't think there's any goals, mate. I already said 0-0. I think Anderson's going to grab one. Okay. 
This is this was you against um Arsenal Fulham last week. You're like, yeah, Martinelli's gonna get one. Declan Rice is gonna get his first goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, I don't see Fulham scoring at all. Uh, yeah, well, hard. that's probably gonna be me against Fulham this week. Fulham's probably gonna beat us two one. Watch it happen. Nah, can't happen. No, you say? Uh, yeah, no, no against Palace and Wolves. I don't see any goals oh. in this fixture. Um, One that I think will be higher scoring is Liverpool and Aston Villa. Yeah, I back that at Anfield. Um, Van Dyke's not playing though. <laughs> yeah, Their backline's gonna be. Um, it's gonna be Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez and Matip <laughs> partnership. <laughs> oh, if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be in tears. I think Aston Villa. I'm going to put in a decent performance. I think 2 all. I think they're going to go hard, but I don't think they're going to come away with the three points. Yeah, I think Emery's going to hit him with a good evening and uh, win 2-1. Oh, fair enough. These are, some, these are some wacky tips from me this week, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and I think another really hard one. Sorry, guys, I yawned. Jeez, um, Jeez mate, it's only 6.50. What's happening? Yeah, I know. I know. It's been a long day. Long day, mate. Yeah, um, game of the week. Game of the week. Arsenal United at the Emirates. <laughs> you know Arsenal are only a dollar eighty like they're dollar eighty favourites. I think United are like four bucks to win this game. Yeah, but like But Arsenal We do have a good record at the Emirates. Yeah. We do have a good record at the Emirates. I agree, but, but you just have not been convincing this season. But neither, uh, neither is United. Neither is United. <laughs> I think we need to go conventional, and we're going to play... Because I know Arteta, he's competitive to the point where he'll play his best 11, and I mm. think he's going to put in Zinchenko and Ben White at fullbacks and then play a proven centre-back pairing in Gabriel and Saliba. Mm. Um, and I think we're going to win... Three oh. one, we're gonna win. Right, I would love to back your boys in red, but I've gone two two. I reckon it's gonna be high scoring draw. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, All right. Well. Yeah, I reckon it'll be a high scoring draw. Um, I think that who do I reckon's gonna bang a goal? Maybe, maybe this is the game that Declan Rice bangs his first goal. I reckon, yeah. I reckon Decky Rice gets his first goal. I reckon Rashford gets, gets one against you. Um, and I don't know who the other two are going to come from. I'm going to say Onana and Ramsdale. What? Not joking. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's only like a, a minute there to click yeah, of like, you were like wait, what wait. was coming out of your mouth <laughs> nah um, um I think Saka's gonna grab one yeah 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 um I think Rashford will too yeah yeah I reckon Saka keeps his goal tally going but no, nah, we should I, I think um I think it'll be a good game definitely as I said definitely game of the round well I think we can well, actually, finish off with our... Uh, do you want to do our team of the weeks from last week? Oh, sure. Almost forgot, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, let's just quickly go over them. Uh, shall I go first? Yeah, yeah. yeah first. I've got Udogi for Tottenham. I thought he played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's been playing well these past few weeks, actually. But particularly this game, I thought he played well. Uh, Matty Cash also, I think, speaks for itself. Two goals at fullback. Does all. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, then Raheem Sterling, back to scoring ways. Um, with two goals and an assist, uh, and the super sub in Darwin Nunes up top, and I'm going to put Mark Sivo next to him. Very nice, um, very nice. So yeah, that's that's that. A great sums team of the up week. Mine. What about you? Yeah, you, I think you've got a better team of the week uh, than I do. Obviously, we can't go sane, but I've gone uh, Rodri for bailing us out and I thought he had a fantastic game out of the match performance yeah um, fantastic performance Sam Walker dicked on the Tigers um, he scored a try which honestly it was a fantastic try but the, def- the Tigers defence was dog shit and just like just basically tapped him on the bum and said yeah run through and score a try under the post it's, it's fine um, but yeah he had a really good game I thought Jamie Madison for Spurs uh, was really good um and as I said, that run into the box where he scored was just perfect vision. Perfect vision. Um, it was really good. Uh, I think DCE had one of the best games. Uh, that's Daily Chair Evans. Um, had one of the best games he's had for Manly in a while. I think he really controlled that game. Um, and he scored as well by himself. So it was, yeah, really fantastic. Um, and then Mikhail Antonio for uh, the Hammers. He... Scored the goal to make it 3-1 against um, Brighton. And I thought he just bullied. He just bullied them up front. He used his size um, to just uh, keep the defenders off the ball. And the goal that he scored, I thought was so funny to watch back. Because he did like the most obvious step over and yet somehow beat them. It was was actually such a funny goal. You see that a lot. Yeah, yeah. You see that a lot, I think. I remember yeah. Aston Villa, Arsenal last year, and Oli mm-hmm. when Oli Watkins scored, and it was the most obvious step over, and yet William Saliba fell for it. Yeah, it's like, just so funny. There's no way he was going to shoot. There's no way. Yeah. But I guess it's also that he didn't expect him to take it onto his left foot, maybe. But yeah, sometimes they just fall for the most Dumb obvious thing. like yeah. fakes, you know, like. But mm. yeah, I think I think that's a really good side of side considering I've taken up most of the yeah the, the, the big standout players yeah yeah. But you guys decide whether which which team of the week is the best one. Um, uh, I think that'll be our poll for this week. I think yeah, just make it nice and simple. Yeah yeah. Which team of the week would you have? Um, was there anything else you wanted to uh, talk about, or do you want to wrap up? I think. We'll, I think we'll skip our, our bet for this week. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Are you, are you don't have but, anything prepared? Because I don't either. <laughs> no, I don't. And to be honest, I think after last week, I'm not looking to make any more suggestions. Yeah, so. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, my best bet of the week would be bet on Man City. There you go. Yeah, if you, if you want a safe option, I think anyone can... Definitely see that one. Yeah, yeah. As, uh, it's only gonna get best. you like a dollar eight, 
but it's 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 a lock. Yeah, if you want eight cents, there you go. Yeah, that's it. Go for it. Um, but yeah, otherwise, guys, thank you again for tuning in, um, and talk to you guys next week. Yeah, easy. Catch us next week.